listening to the Naked and Known podcast, where we want to break down the fear of imperfection and find true healing through the practice of vulnerability. Hi, and welcome to Naked and Known. It's good to be back. It's been a little while. A little while. It's been a bit. <laughs> um, you know, social distancing and all these things. So we're still in the thick of it, but yeah. Hopefully we're near the end of yes, this. We're hoping. Quarantine pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> but we're back to talk about things other than quarantine this time. Because yeah. We didn't want to talk about it anymore. Right. No. Um, so, but we have some special guests again. Um yes. at everyone's request, because it seems like you only listen to the ones that they are on. <laughs> Those are the most popular. We like them least. too. <laughs> <laughs> but we have our husband Stephen Robbie on today, yeah. and um, yeah, Tia and Robbie are gonna kind of tell more about their story. Mm-hmm. And so we've kind of mentioned it before in uh, a podcast. I don't know, a few episodes ago. And um, do we just kind of want to talk about the last four years um, and what we've gone through and what we've overcome? And so I guess we just kind of want to start how we met. So do yeah. you, do you remember thanks how we for, met? Well, well uh, <laughs> thanks for having us back, yeah. first of all. Okay. You know what? Steve's You're welcome. You're is, welcome. Thank you for acknowledging, you know. This is- uh, <laughs> We don't have to do this. <laughs> I know. Well, we could have just jumped right in, but I think it'd be, we'd, it'd be, we'd be jumping over our chance to say hello to all the, all the folks listening again. Getting Steve, too serious. This is Robbie and, too fast. Yeah, I know. We're, we're just gonna get right into the <laughs> into the weeds right away. But how did you guys meet though? Oh wait, gonna, speaking of, because I do know. You do know? This, well, yeah. Yeah. And this kind oh of resembles gosh. it. <gasps> You're right. Yeah. It's like I, we're right back in that time. Yeah. yeah. We're doing we're doing what we did back <laughs> then, I guess. I was a DJ for a radio show in college, and Robbie was being interviewed for his music. And um, honestly, I walked into my shift, and I was starstruck. So it was, <laughs> oh I was honestly starstruck. By the way, it's just a buddy that I, well, a roommate who also had like the same show that you did, and I think was just filling a half hour, and we used to. <laughs> Play music in the dorms. You know how how it was. Yeah, and it, it was like, great. It was yeah. It was it was awesome. Like at the time, I was like, how, like, what's the radius of what, how far out this is gonna go? <laughs> is this gonna be broadcast <laughs> for everybody to listen on ninety four point three Wildcat Radio or whatever? Oh, wow. <laughs> no, 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 no. One's... Ninety four point three, the Fortress. The Fortress. Oh yes. my, yes, the Fortress. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Was... All my I Williams out there. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, that's how we met. And honestly, we we were friends for a long time, which was good because neither of us had done that in previous relationships. So that was a good step for us to just I be thought friends. it was like love at first sight, though. Totally. But <laughs> we worked really hard to just be friends for a while. Oh, okay. Did the whole, you know, you know, graze kissing kind of thing. Like, <laughs> what would the alternative have been? Just. Just make head out. over heels, yeah. no. move it really fast. <laughs> like, yeah, probably. Yeah, it would just have been like would have led to other faster. Yeah. yeah, no, like I, I can, I remember that. And like similar to Tia, like she came in and and 
you know, she had kind of like the flower in her hair, sort of a, like a really. I like Ted Band. Wow. Uh, and this kind of this kind of like, you know, summer, spring, springtime was hitting in central Indiana. And she just was all the spring and summer vibes. And I was like, man, she's really cute. And did what uh, we did in college and people still do today, I'm sure. Um, Is what? Kind of checked her out on Facebook. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Had to get the lay of the land because, like, I walked out of there. Step. Oh yeah, and I was like, man, I, I, she, I wonder, she's so so cool, and and she like instantly we were like laughing the first time we ever met each other, and and uh, and I saw her, I saw her, um, her Facebook, and it was her profile picture was with the, the best looking freaking guy I've seen on campus, and I'm like, <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> And I was just. Was she dating him? No, I oh. was absolutely <laughs> no. relieved to find out. Well, first of all, I thought in my mind, like just the little, like the little prick I was, was like, I'm gonna break him up. I yeah. gotta find a way. Like yeah. I, I want to. But thankfully, none of <laughs> didn't have to go traverse that path because it was her brother Tyler. <laughs> and have you ever met Tyler? Dang, He's the best. it's like Orlando Bloom in his prime, you know, and especially like. In college, and so I was relieved. If, oh, that's her brother. <laughs> I got a chance. All right, yeah, all right. So, and that's yeah. We just became fr- like fast friends and stayed friends for a long time. Yeah, I think our dates like consisted because Tia was kind of on a a fast of sorts from dating. I mean, <laughs> no, no. I, yeah. I mean, I'm saying yeah. yeah that, I, Oh, totally honor that. Too. I did a couple of those mm-hmm. in my life. Yeah. yeah. I'm not dating anybody. I'm dating yeah. Jesus. Yep. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. I was doing that for, for a little while. Yeah. And then and I met you. Well, so I was you broke that it. You had no, no plans I, to date in college and then. Yeah, I respected it. No, I mean, for, I I for like months, we, we really were just friends. I mean, mm-hmm. we would sit in my lodge where we lived and watched. <laughs> And we're also doing a movie fast. Steve, you guys would love Tia back in oh, this yeah. time. She was fasting. I guess everything. <laughs> Movies, dating. It's like right up the We opened a prayer house at the Yeah, it was school. awesome. It was, I was wow. Doing, yeah. It was, was really great. cool. It was really cool. And and uh but like the one movie I remember that you could watch Lord or something was Rings. Lord of the Rings. So we watched <laughs> we would just watch Lord of the Rings like over and over. And like be sitting Who's on a couch for these. Like uh, hands almost grazing, but yeah. not touching. It's it was the ultimate <laughs> test in self control when you're in college and I think, dating. And yeah, it was, it was the first time either of us had like any I don't know previous relationships. You just jumped in and and physical and all this stuff. And like we like we're just like no, we want to do this right because we don't want it to be physical. We want it to be like deeper than that. And mm-hmm. that's really. I think why mm-hmm. we're here today. Yeah. I mean, it's honestly because we're we're friends. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, it's huge. I agree. Mm-hmm. But we got married pretty young, so fresh out of college. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know how old I was. Twenty two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something. Yeah, it feels very young because you think you're an adult and you're not. And for college Christian colleges to say ring by spring is a horrible thing. They sh- 
They shouldn't say that. <laughs> I, I don't think they say that. I, I don't no, think they, do. they the college they doesn't say that. The, co- the kids that when you're there at school, it's well, yeah. they should put an end to it because yeah. it's not something to promote. But anyways, yeah. getting your MRS degree is that yeah. what they used to say at Moody? Yeah. MRS degree, oh, not <laughs> Christian colleges. They do that. But what? So what were the early years like for in your marriage? And did yeah. you fight a lot? No. <laughs> Not really. No, I, I think it was hard. Like Robbie worked a pretty miserable job mm-hmm. and just gr- he just he made way for us. I mean, he, he always has and um, just worked a hard job, would get up at like five in the morning mm. and then he'd come home at night and it was already dark. Like and I was we had moved here to Illinois and um in this area. And so we ended up like, I was just trying to find random jobs, had no friends. Um, that was really hard because you just get done living with four Mm. girls. And then it's like, you're living with a guy and this is just all new ground for both of us. And we're still, I don't think we were, now we see like how young we were, but it's like, you're just doing it, Mm. you know, like we grew up in our twenties together. And Mm. so, I mean, like we did, I think we did well, like our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would say like probably like any, you know, young couple, the more years you get under your belt, which we still have, uh, you know, so much to, oh, to yeah. learn and grow. But even just being able to look back a little bit and see how you're just kind of like naive to like, you know, the problems that may come, the, the hmm. you know, who you are when you're hmm. when you're 23 graduated high school, went to college for four years and now you're married. And, and it's, and it's a pretty, pretty sheltered college experience. I would argue, you know, um, and it's like, and again, every, everybody's situation is, is unique, but it didn't felt like, didn't feel like at that point in my life, I don't know about for you, that I was ever really pushed or like, Mm -hmm. you know, getting to the bottom of some bad habits you're developing or some different things. Like Mm. it just, you Everything's just awesome. Like I think back to our like we, once in a while we'll, we'll go back through the old iPad videos and stuff. And like a while back we found our like the first Christmas we had in our apartment in oh, Naperville. Yeah, and it was awesome. It was like it was so like good. it was just like it was super cool and beautiful. And I th- we both just kind of mm. laughed and thought, man, those <laughs> kids just had no idea. Yeah. I mean, it was a what a beautiful. Th- morning and we still celebrate kind of the same way yeah, we like do. we're big celebrators cinnamon but rolls or uh-huh. something cinnamon right rolls, yeah a nice chemex nice it's like i will Probably wait until scripture. yeah you know yeah <laughs> always got to start it off <laughs> the, old, uh, the real the reason for the season <laughs> but uh you it's know it's, you and john person it's right it's <laughs> right every it's christmas little, little traditions I and things it. yeah we we uh we just kind of grinded those first couple of years, just trying to make a way. You know, we didn't we didn't have help really from. I mean, our both of our our parents are so awesome, so supportive, and support us in so many ways. What one of those ways wouldn't wasn't like financially or right. anything. I mean, and that was tough starting out a lot of loans, and we still have. So it was like, hmm. you know, you just kind of like I said, being so young, we just kind of kind of grinded and mm-hmm. and. Um, I look back at those times, they were super, super sweet, you know, and then as we get deeper into the story, as we, you know, moving forward with like, 
our our story as a couple and our relationship uh, as people and everything that's transpired over the last however you know six seven years. Um, you you also have to acknowledge you know some of the unhealthy stuff that was even going on even then that mm. like would lead to some pain and some different things. But I thought those those were those first couple of years were were beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah. You kind of have your own, like everybody has their own stuff that they, they walk through, but yeah, I I don't remember it as like bad. I mean, we just, we just had fun. And then meeting you guys was like, opened up a whole thing of just meeting people. Mm -hmm. And I think that was such a good thing for us. Like when we actually found our people, you know, like the first six months was just really hard for Mm -hmm. me because I realized like it was just hard to find girlfriends. Mm -hmm. And for him, it's like, he can be friends with anybody, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, (laughs) so that really like helped me feel at home is when we've, we've established community and um, it was just fun. It was exciting. I think we all were like in kind of the same phase of life, Mm -hmm. like at least not newly married, but like everybody was kind of early early yeah. years and yeah. stuff we nobody had kids just yet and so that was just i just think awesome. that time is so sweet and oh precious. my gosh i remember it's so true like when i think back the amount like it's it's no coincidence right and i think that like things happen divinely and there's divine appointments and like meeting you guys kind of s- opened the door to our life as we know it even mm-hmm. now Oh, totally. I remember going to uh, what was a bottom lounge to see Jansen Hogan, lead singer oh, of yeah. Shout Out to uh, the Hogan, the Hogan Boys and Wildlife. <laughs> yeah, they're good. They're good. But Jansen was playing. Was it Justin Be- Bieber was, covers was it at uh, at Beat yeah, Kitchen? Yeah. Yeah. Beat Kitchen. Kitchen. We sat with you. There was no one there, so that yeah, was we were all time. sitting together. Brian yeah. was there. You and Wes, and you and you and Wes invited me to hey, come to the city, and we're going to see you know Brian's sons mm-hmm. playing and. And uh, that's kind of started. Oh my gosh! A yeah. friendship and even like playing music together and things. Ecclesia, that's my first memory of you guys. Oh, you led worship, and then oh, yeah. I was sitting by Tia, but like a few seats, like there were some empty seats, and I was like a few seats down, and I was like, "Wow, that girl's like really pretty." <laughs> <laughs> I was so intimidated. That like had to be pre-marriage then. It was, it was right before It was you like you were engaged yeah. at that point, yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's like the first time I ever saw you. And then, wow. yeah. I remember the same feeling. I didn't like, same, get I to know you until like way later. Well, I think, it was yeah. like, a few years later, yeah. I, I was, I asked, do you remember I asked Tia to go help me with something? Yeah, to get I chairs like, from the back. I was yes. too intimidated to even talk to you at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh. And I, I was, was probably terrified. like, I hope Steve doesn't see that girl. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah. You're making me blush over here. Yeah. No. It's the truth, it's though. It's a good time. Yeah. So, um, that's crazy. Well, and I think, like, even when, like, hard things, like what you guys have been through, come up, it's it doesn't negate, like, the sweetness of those mm. years oh, either. Totally. Like, mm-hmm. I, I do think that's still totally sweet. And your Christmas traditions and all those things, you know, yeah. like, that. Mm-hmm. It's all part of it, you know? And I think, like things come out for all of us mm-hmm. <laughs> years down the road that mm-hmm. were like, Oh, oh this yeah. is true about me too. And you know, whatever. So, and it's both, you know, and yeah. Totally. And thank God it does because 
It either makes you or breaks you. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. No. It's well, and, and just I just think about how cool it is the the, the friendships with mm. you guys, and then the, but the greater friendships with like the our small group at the time. Oh yeah. Still friends with all these people. It's mm-hmm. like that's you know it's it's a rare thing to go through life, and people have have moved and people have joined, and it's like it's all still everyone's close and friends, and they're they're for each other, and it's awesome. Yeah. And I remember my job. Tia talked about the. That, that freaking horrible job. But I'm thankful for to have a job out of out of college and <laughs> learned a lot. That Burwood was like my yeah. I was I was like Charlie and Willy Wonka in the chocolate. I found the golden ticket. I'm like <laughs> I got the golden ticket. <laughs> <laughs> from home. Yeah. Well, it's all just like anything. But oh, that job yeah. at the time was that just was horrible. Was yeah, I didn't know how uh, like unhappy you were in that job. I just knew. Maybe I did. I don't. I I just remember you being not needy about. Oh, I'll get a new job now. Mm-hmm. I need to get out of this job. Mm-hmm. It's more like just making a good kind of step forward mm-hmm. in, in a career. Mm-hmm. Just want to be in a different industry. Or was, mm-hmm. I don't know. Remember how it was, but that you know you uh, like interviewed. I was going to say audition to interview. <laughs> you auditioned for the band, and yeah. everybody loved you. Yeah. And, uh, but that was that was all part of that time where we were all just starting to make our own way you Mm -hmm. know and you know we had our own little apartment yeah just like you had a little apartment Uh that was and it was like it was way less to worry about than all the things we have to worry about today Mm -hmm. that that's just what i think of when you tell oh so true and that's part of i think you know this the bigger story is is just how we we start out and we have this little tiny apartment and we had this little tiny relationship. Yeah. And you kind of thought, you know, and once we get married, that's like the destination. It's like, that's just the beginning. Oh yeah. That, and you don't know. So you have no mm-hmm. idea what you're about to dive into. That's how we, I think we feel like. Totally. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. um, so and then we changes. didn't realize until later how much just like hardship mm-hmm. is in life. I think it's mm-hmm. like you're, fresh out of college and um really haven't been hurt that bad mm-hmm. you know it's like things yeah. have, bad things have happened yeah like getting dumped i mean some right. people have been through hard things and, by that time and in i think lives, we but. all were but it's not the same it doesn't yeah. seem the same mm-hmm. i don't know yeah. yeah the recent stuff seems more like it happened to me huh. the stuff from like mm-hmm. then was like it happened to a different person or yeah mm-hmm. you know or or there was like a lot of you could kind of like reframe it and say that it wasn't, you could almost like write it off. But then mm-hmm. when it's really happening and you're, you're married and you realize this is actually like my life that this yeah. is happening to, this mm-hmm. is my story now. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's how I feel. about Yeah. It. Yeah. And I believe God put us all together because he, obviously he knew what was about to come. And yeah, I mean, we, we couldn't have, step through any of this without our people so so do you want to talk a little bit about it like discovery and yeah. you know how that all yeah went down yeah. or whatever you know whatever you guys want to share mm-hmm. yeah well it's kind of funny like steve and i and i say steve i say steve and i steve specifically does a ton of leadership and work around this area with with other guys now which is like amazing and like Mm -hmm. 
super cool. And like, we have so many tools in the toolbox that we just didn't even know existed, you know, mm. at, at this time specific to the area of, of, of pornography and, and, um, just sexual bondage, I guess you is yeah. what we kind of the term we it's use. Like right? That's like what Christians call it. The, yeah, like <laughs> yeah. it's like it, uh, it's a sexual addiction, really, based on years of unfeathered access to fettered access to. Yeah, you're like we talked about in our other episode. Mm-hmm. Your like 13 year old mm-hmm. self finds his way into. Mm-hmm. Not even like the dark corners of the internet, mm-hmm. just a corner of the internet. Mm-hmm. And now it's like anywhere. And mm-hmm. you just, as a child, as a young man, I mean, and now it's like, it's young boys, young mm-hmm. girls, it's everybody just can get hooked. And I don't think for a lot of like hooked on porn or, mm-hmm. or things like pornography, but I don't think a lot of people at when we were younger would call it like addiction. I think now we like are more mm. comfortable saying like, Oh, that's like alcohol addiction in its own kind of way. And and you need to have a plan and you need to have support and you need to have right. people. Right. And, and it's not like we're mm-hmm. throwing a lot of shade and, and shaming people that are wanting to get off alcohol or other things. It's just like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard, hard to stop. So yeah. mm-hmm. I think like a few, maybe for me, at least a few years ago, I wouldn't have wanted to, admit to anybody first and foremost myself Mm -hmm. that I was addicted to anything like pornography or, um, and just using that as like a catch all for all the different kinds of like, just, you know, stuff that goes on in that realm, like sexual addiction type Mm -hmm. stuff. So yeah, don't want to say it. And now it's like, we got to talk about it or else Mm -hmm. we'll just, you know, kind of shrivel up again. So, Mm -hmm. but I think that's what you're talking about. It's like, we, we, we had kind of like, did we ever talk about it before like that season or not? Not really. And, and, and like, uh, what I was even going to say is like, there was at one point, like, and again, it's hard to go back to before disclosure, Mm -hmm. like the one I had to give or now the stuff that we've walked through and remember how I thought that I know, what I did think was no big deal, <laughs> but I also knew deep down big deal. It's like you, it's like you can society, everything happening around you says no big deal. Right. It's this is normal. Oh it's yeah. Normal. It's, it's comedy. Fine. This is, com- this is common. This is like, yeah, it's the butt of a joke. It's like, come mm-hmm. on, everybody's doing it. It's, it's not a big deal, but I, it's within me, especially, you know, that, that dynamic of being involved in, in worship and, music and stuff like that within the, within the walls of the church. We know there's a, there's a, there's that guilt, there's that shame mm-hmm. that causes us to want to hide, but there was a, a, a moment and then we can kind of skip ahead to, you know, more of the disclosure and stuff like that. But there's a moment in our second apartment mm-hmm. over in Warrenville. And I remember I never told anybody ever. And it, it, I just, I was feeling so guilty. Mm. I was feeling so convicted. I guess it was, it's both. I felt guilty, you know, and convicted and shame and all the things that you feel. Yeah. And I sat Tia down. It was like one morning and I, you remember this? Yes. And I was like, I got to tell you something. She's like, what? I was like, I watch pornography. And it was like, that was that. Yeah. And it's like, it took a few minutes to sink in and for Tia and thank God, 
you know, you know, it, this hasn't been an area where she grew up and, and saw a lot of this around like her, her dad's a, such an, an honorable man of God. And, and, um, you know, at least in my, this is just, this hasn't been a real troublesome spot that they grew up with as kids. It was even like mm-hmm. on a prevalent thing. They, they took a lot of precautions to make sure this wasn't in the home and things. And, and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's, that's awesome. But for her, it was like, huh? Almost like a not yeah. really knowing, mm-hmm. and like so we, we un- cried aware. a little. But by that, <laughs> by the, by lunchtime, it was like, let's go to the mall. Or like, I mean, it was like we yeah. did. It was like I said it. I felt better. Yeah, we move on. What Tia about didn't really Tia? Care. Did she? Did you though? Well, or? okay. So my mindset was like, well, that's bad. Like I, in my mind, I'm like, okay, that's a bad thing to do. Um, never in my life have I caught my brother or dad or like anything like that. Like he's saying, like, I just, that wasn't something I ever was exposed to. Mm. And, and then I, it was kind of just like, oh, since he told me he'll never do it again. Mm -hmm. That's like, that was just my thought. Mm. I didn't know the extent. In my defense, that was my plan. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, that's what I told you. But you don't, like, because, you know, at that time we're like, 23, 24, whatever. And it's like, I have no, in my brain, like, no understanding mm-hmm. of addiction. I have no understand. I'll, like, I don't even understand it. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's just as simple as that. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't have language for mm-hmm. it. I didn't know the extent of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so I just thought, oh, he told me. Uh, it, yeah. Problem solved. Mm-hmm. Did you take it personally at all? Like. I'm I'm thinking yeah. of my personal experience because oh, totally. I didn't have any exposure. Like I grew up with four sisters. And yeah, <laughs> right. No, I mean I yeah. just didn't. I didn't know it. I didn't. I didn't have like a place for it. You know, yeah. I didn't understand. It's like somebody had to explain it to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was our first counselor. But like, um, yeah, I guess that. Yeah, it definitely makes you reflect yourself. And I've talked about this before. I have major insecurities about myself. So that was, you know, and like you're newly married. We, I started putting on weight and you're like, oh my gosh, like, is he attracted to me still? All this, all this stuff. So Mm. I think for me, I'm a very open person, but when it comes to my insecurities, I am very internal. Mm -hmm. Like I just extremely like go inward and you can tell because mm-hmm. either I'm a bubbly person or I'm not. That's mm-hmm. either or. So I think that probably just like became a part of my already known insecurity. I don't think he realized how bad mm-hmm. I struggled with like self-hatred and stuff. But um, but then again, as we as we continue to share this, we start to evolve as people like mm-hmm. we start to like share these like dark part parts mm-hmm. of our heart that we've we didn't even know needed to be talked about mm-hmm. you know it's like you oh don't know what you're problem. bringing in yeah. to your marriage I mean really I really yeah. thought that like Steve made me insecure like once yeah. we got married I'm like you did this to me because I was never <laughs> like this before I'm like you it's something you did and yeah. whatever and then it was like oh wait I've just like been able to protect myself from mm-hmm. it and avoid anything that makes me feel insecure in the past and now I'm like faced with this person who sees everything about me and it's like yeah I just can't hide it anymore mm-hmm. but it was always there you know yeah 
I remember um, calling my mom one time and being like, I didn't, number one, know that I was a super prideful person. My mom literally laughed well. on the phone. She just laughed at me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm very prideful. Um, so that it's like, and I was like, oh my gosh, married. Cause neither of my siblings were married. I was the, fir- mm. I'm the baby and I was the first to be married. Um, and neither. And I would call my mom and be like, marriage is like a mirror. You know, mm-hmm. you, like you said. So anyways, you can carry yeah. on. No. So that was the yeah. first conversation. That was the first, that was the first conversation. conversation. It's yeah. the first conversation I had with anybody about, wow. about it. And I just think I, I had felt guilty in, enough finally. Like, um, Hmm. Thank God for that kind of bone and like that, like you, it just you, starts to ache when I mm-hmm. do something bad. That's your mom and you. I can't hang. It might be the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> it's like, yeah. you, you'd think at some <laughs> point, <Anyone. laughs> just to insert the like the PSA here, you'd think at some point, all these great parents we have around. Yeah. And this is no negative thing. I mean, I, I really think it just was a big blind spot for mm. a lot of people and they probably if they had their own struggles they'd be totally ashamed and feel definitely like they're the only person so they probably wouldn't want to talk about it but you think mm. in all these good parents around you'd have some discussion or some yeah. like prep like hey by the way this is may not be your thing but right. it might be somebody's thing you think you're mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no <laughs> the stories that i've oh, heard yeah no think- mom did mom <laughs> <laughs> His mom, mom wrote him letters. It's kind of funny. <laughs> it's like I could be real sneaky, you know, and like uh-huh. I, I, I can think I can, but not mom. Mom, <laughs> she knows. You know, I could, I could, I could be in high school, and you know, someone's over late at night. They weren't, didn't ask mom and dad if if this, you know, someone could come over or not. I snuck somebody into my yeah. room. I live in the basement, and. uh not, not doing anything, and this is PG thirteen. This is like we're you know, we're kissing. We're making it's high school. We're kind of like making out. All of a sudden, music. My radio's on. You know, it's like this is awesome. What could go wrong? Rat tat 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 on the door. It's my mom. Hmm. Robbie, she knew. who's you alone in there? <laughs> like what? <laughs> Get in the closet. Everybody, like Get- founder immediately said, you need to go home or whatever it was. Anyways. That's not the first time. I mean, that's like the first of many times my poor mother. Yeah. And she's so sweet, you know. Like I remember one time she found some stuff or I don't I don't remember the exact circumstances. <laughs> or hurts. I don't know. I don't know what the okay. word was. Yeah. I had like a like a four or five page beautifully written letter. Oh. I that affected me. And and I mean it really, really affected me. Your mom wrote this a letter? Mm-hmm. A long one. Yeah. Laying out her own fears, her own, not regrets. I won't say regrets. Her own, you know, just. Hmm. Struggles. Totally. Yeah. And it was like, it was like, wow, this is like a really serious, she like really cares about this. And I, you know, I should pay attention to this because, you know, it's obviously a thing. It's obviously a thing that like can lead to other, other things that, um, you know, well, you know, she was just really thoughtful in that, and and it really loved me in that, like, kind of like a a begging, please listen to me, because that's a hard conversation to have, let alone mother to son at that age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she wrote, so she wrote it, and I thought that was just really cool. Yeah. And I still remember it. Still means I don't have the letter. Still, I don't 
think I might. Maybe in all your stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think she I might. She always brings a tote of your stuff. Yeah, I know. I got a lot of keepsakes. <laughs> but but yeah, you, it, it meant a lot. It meant a lot. It's like, uh, you know, there is that. Yeah. That uh, it's super thoughtful. I'm lucky to, that, to have that and that she did that and cared enough to say mm-hmm. something. Because yeah. it's easy to kind of laugh it off, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Much harder, I, I would imagine. I don't know, but mm-hmm. to especially when you're, I'm that age, when you're seventeen, whatever you're, oh, 17, 18 years old. Mm-hmm. So weird age to, you know, have yeah. those conversations. So, but also I would say like I feel like our parents' generation wasn't super open like we are. Like, I mean, my parents grew up in a very religious, you know, era. Well church and they didn't talk about their feelings and emotions. And so I don't think they knew how to do that, you know, but now our relationship with our parents is very open. Like, you know, so I think it, I don't know. I just think that was just like that time. I don't know. Hmm. But a lot of, at least my parents and and maybe yours, I don't know exactly, but they were young. Yeah. Young when parents. They were having, very young. Yeah. having us too. So, uh, and we know all of our parents have, their own mm-hmm. mess of their, oh, their totally. own like the things They're that human. we've been dealing yeah. with. Yeah. They've been dealing. They're human. With. Yeah, <laughs> and then us having kids like makes it makes me think about that. On the one hand, where it's like, how would you not mm-hmm. go there? I mean, it's so formative to have these kinds of discussions. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, it's not like they didn't know. But then on the other hand, they're also just kids having kids like mm-hmm. like we also don't know what we're you know it's like we're we're in over our we heads we don't know too. what damage we're doing right now <laughs> so <laughs> just you gotta, um, not I don't know how yet. bad we're messing them up so it kind of like, it's like I'm not afraid but this, you see how high the stakes are but you also know how little how ill prepared you are like at least yeah. having had kids so I feel both and of like this should have been handled differently mm. for all of us. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, I'm like, but they didn't know any. And, and, no. and if they had to do it over, they'd probably say the same thing. Oh, totally. <laughs> so, and their parents weren't, you know, having those conversations with them. I think it's just yeah. a ripple effect. And now that like, you know, the things that we've faced, like, you know, if and when we have children, like I definitely want to talk like mm-hmm. very mm-hmm very open and honest well and it'll be a priority for us you Mm -hmm. know and i think maybe they had other priorities or wanted us to have a good work ethic or something like that you know yeah Mm -hmm. um to go to church with them or to do you know whatever like i mean hopefully to have an actual relationship with jesus is the idea but um it's like those values Mm -hmm. you know that that can kind of vary from Mm -hmm. family to family Mm -hmm. but i think for us and yeah everything that we've seen and all of these things it's like yeah that's gonna have that's gonna be a conversation we're already reading books about technology and about like how to navigate some of these things and how to start Mm -hmm. those conversations even like at their age right now for like a five-year-old you know right so yeah we're we're also it's gonna be different with our family the um just to close that thread out it's like we're also all sitting here having weathered pretty immense storms mm-hmm. and do have vibrant relationships with the lord yeah and so on again on the one hand you've got mm-hmm. some big gaps in in the process mm-hmm. i would say and then you've got i mean 
how would you if my if if my sons and daughter turn out to be like you know sitting around having a podcast talking about all things life and and faith yeah. i would be very happy oh totally hardships included you know it's like they did stop. a good job yeah so it's like oh i don't you could go all mm-hmm. yeah all, all the different ways on it but totally um it's just something i think about when we talk about kids getting like the old you know those formative years things that we kind of missed that are so important now mm-hmm. like this is like the crux of a lot of like our lives now is like mm-hmm. like sexuality and 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 um you know like pornography it, the, the just like you would think it would have made it it would have made it on the table for the yeah. women and for the men to talk, talk to their yeah. kids about it yeah so but you know but it yeah. it is too just to really close that thread, um, <laughs> it's, you know, it's it's hard because relationships are complicated. You know, yeah. you can't just say like, oh, this is the formula that I'm going to use for all my kids on this thing. Like, yes, you can start conversations and try to have that relationship mm-hmm. where they're super open with you, but you can't like force a person to do that. So yeah. it's going to yeah. be, yeah. Right. you know, yeah, there, I don't know, there are hurdles, you know, with with any relationship and. Well, and until you face it, it's like as a kid, you don't want to talk about pornography. Like, and then when you face it and then you see the, the, you know, consequences of it, it's like, mm-hmm. that's a different picture. But then just like bringing it up, it it doesn't relate until I guess it's something. Well, I mean, we, we do the, there are, you know, and there probably wasn't materials, mm-hmm. but now yeah. we have materials oh, that are that's like, true. you know, like even for our, like three and five year old like the book mm-hmm. called good pictures bad oh, yeah. pictures that's a great book and it's just like <laughs> you read it and you're i like, did read it and i them. laughed oh yeah they picked that <laughs> yeah, book you, you put me on the spot you gave me a book and you're like read this to the boys and i'm like what is this i wanted you to see what Thanks, it was jazzy <laughs> but there but it is i have no idea there are age appropriate ways to be like because it kind of relates yeah. all these things relate to each other like even well what if somebody asks you to take totally. a bad picture, you know, oh, yeah. and right. or to look at a bad picture and stuff like that. So you do have to kind of get you have, started. You have to be brave with some of the stuff to be to be not afraid of it and not create an mm-hmm. like a environment of fear or mm-hmm. or worry, but more like empowered and and aware. You're just you know, yeah. there's all kinds of stuff. This is just a big one for us, I guess. You know, like you said, Joss, like each relationships different but uh-huh. um i don't know why i'm thinking about that so much just when we're talking about being kids and being mm-hmm. married and and you not even knowing really where to go or you know I, I know for me like even early on with how would i i didn't know if i could even trust jossie mm-hmm. with it with any information mm. i didn't really have any good examples of people in my life knowing what was going on and not blowing up the mm-hmm. relationship or. Yeah. That's a know. good point. So, mm. you know, and that's instinctual. So uh, it's like you catch yeah. me, I'll, I'll just lie about it or yeah. hide. That that's keeps it hidden. Instinct. Not even <laughs> thought. It's like the first thought is like, nope, didn't do it. Yep. Can't <laughs> right. prove it. Can't, pr- Can't prove it. <laughs> Search my browser. <laughs> Squeaky clean. <laughs> <laughs> good at covering their tracks. Yeah. Oh, jeez. No, I. It's Sadly. so that is so true though. I re, I remember Steve lying about something stupid. Like, 
years ago, but I, I just literally started laughing to myself because I'm like, I know he's not telling me the truth. And then the next day he was like, I have to tell you something. I wasn't telling the truth about this thing. I was like, it just, you know, it, it's like. It's nice that you're laughing about it because it could be really. No, and there are more serious things that you should not be lying about. But I mean, this was just an example because I think it was, you had been like telling me that and that that was a struggle for you. And like when someone puts you on the spot, it's like automatically you're, you're on the defensive oh gosh, and you just, totally, you know. Yeah. It's like, no, I didn't do that. Of course, you know, like I had good intentions and, you know, you don't want to be seen that way. So anyways, yeah. it was that that was like more of a funny one. But because mm -hmm. I just was like, I knew you were. You didn't have oh, to say totally. that, you know. But. I think one layer about this that's like it's kind of new to me, but it, it, you know, through counseling and through some of the material that we're working on and in our in our recovery groups and stuff, it's just you realize that this this thing in a lot of the elements of the sexual addiction kind of not you can get into. And I'm, I'm assuming for other addictions, I'm not, I don't know, but I'm just, I, I know for this one, it, it does kind of put you back. I mean, a lot of things in life are like this, so forgive me, but it's like, it does kind of put you back to a child version of yourself mm -hmm. Yeah, and not in the, in the act of it or like the material or anything, but it is kind of related to, like the little boy or little girl mm -hmm. who first mm -hmm. found it and then like how that all went and played out and, and, um, the shame and, and, and yeah. Hiding. And also like the different trauma and wounds in your life. And you kind of, you're kind of like, we say you're either like repeating or reversing some of these formative things, but a lot of it's like from when you were quite a bit younger. Mm -hmm. and so even if you kept ca caught me yeah. or confronted me, like in something, I think it, the instinct is going way back to like, what would the 10, 12, mm -hmm. yeah. 13 year old kid, even maybe younger, yeah. five, six, seven, do in that scenario? That right. was where the patterns were like kind of set yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And it's not until, you know, a lot of time and work and, and just yeah. really it takes a safe place like a marriage mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. get out of that family yeah, yeah. pattern, you know? Yeah. That's what I was oh, just. Totally. Oh, totally. Sorry. Oh, I was I, just agreeing. Yeah. That's, I was just thinking that like, too, as a spouse of someone who's like working through that mm -hmm. of like you can create that kind of like safe space and try to try you know to, yeah try to with with your responses and i don't know i feel like you kind of have a role like a responsibility to like try to be that to that person and be that safe place so that they can be themselves and, yeah. and mm -hmm. kind of like grow up into who you're who you're wanting to be and who Christ mm. is like yeah. building you into. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm trying to think of where we were at in our story. Yeah. You, you left off at like Warrenville. Oh yeah. Talk, just sharing with Tia the first, that first time. And yeah. And, um, uh, yeah. So after that, we just kind of went on life as usual and never really disclosed anything again in our relationship anyways that, I, but, but, you know, is, were you were you kind of good for a while and then kind of yeah i was just gonna say as sure as the sun uh rises <laughs> in the east about three weeks later you know when when the uh the dust settles when the dust settles the the guilt subsides you know and in some ways like the relief is is such a in some ways such a better 
Isn't that kind of a weird thing? That's such a better euphoria to be close with another human being and be open and be yourself and be known even in your, Mm. that feeling in its own way, in the same way, while intoxicating, when you disclose or met with some grace and you can move forward, oh my gosh, it's like the, the gorilla's off my back. It's almost like then that, when you've developed a pattern in your life, that feeling won't even be good enough in and if enough time passes. So it's like, then you're like, oh, you kind of, you know, you're kind of getting that itch again uh-huh. or whatever. Something stressful happened, whatever it was. And, um, uh, yeah, I was back. I was surely back into, um, pornography and it wasn't a daily thing, but, but, but would check, you know, 19 of the 20 boxes of, you know, <laughs> you're an addict of all the, the classes and stuff we take, like, but you didn't know that. Then. Uh, I didn't know it. No, I didn't know it then. I was just kind of back to doing. It. I never really shared or anything like that. And and um, and uh, unfortunately, like, it just led to um, just unchecked, uh, undisclosed um, pornography consumption and and masturbation and. You know, it kind of like we shared in the last podcast, it that it's like at some point it's it's not enough. Like it doesn't like especially for somebody like me, and I know a big part of it for me is like I just I love having fun. I like feeling good. I like I like um like who doesn't, right? But I mean like for me it really is like something that's like I want to replace bad feelings, stressful feelings with just good feelings like like uh, or just like uh, a real desire for like affirmation. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, that all play, plays into this for me. And uh, this is a place where it's like, you know, this is all fine. But like I want to feel like I'm like desired, wanted, you know, mm-hmm. this Pornography was kind of scratching that itch in some in some ways. Not that Tia wasn't. We 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 had we've always had like just a great intimate relationship, and um, like it wasn't ever it was never about that. It's almost like just like an you know maybe yeah. like an insatiable desire and need to want to feel affirmation and the ultimate affirmation of like I'll go to bed with you. Basically, like as human mm-hmm. beings, it's like that's about that's the top level, right? I mean, that's like the the ultimate affirmation of I think you're a good person, good enough that, mm. you know, um, when you start to like, get to mm. the core of like what you're after. And I think it's like that is like that, like at least in your mind, that's kind of like what you're after. And so, you know, I it, it was still a couple of years after I disclosed to Tia, but I, um, I actually it was at Burwood. Then I started a different job. I did a lot more traveling and, uh, and it was on a, a, a trip where I just basically was unfaithful, had a one night stand, no relationship prior or after. And, um, could just sat on it for, for, for months, for months, about five months and still leading worship mm-hmm. and, being involved in the church, being involved in small group, all these things. We were leading a small group. Yeah. Were you? Yeah. Like, were you able to like push it group. down, or like what were those months like for you? I don't know if I've even heard yeah. He talk was about it. Like, very distant. I was distant. I came back <laughs> and I was just very sick. Cold. I'm physically ill for like three days. Yeah. I wasn't sick, 
it was yeah. the effect of what I had done and the, yeah. the weight of that now coming mm. on. Like that's that's the lie. The lie is like, oh, you did it. You did it, you know, like it, mm. but that's like but that's that's prior. Then I'm telling you seconds mm. following. You wanna die. I mean, you want you're like, why what? You know, it's, I mean, I, it, it's such a, it just wasn't worth it. It not even, I mean, of course not. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's right. the, the, like, but like even right after mm-hmm. it, it's not oh, the craziest thing. It, it, you've never felt at least for me worse in your life. And it's like everything that you're promised or that you think it's going to lie that you're told in your mind or whatever it is, like you, you know, the, the, the thing that you're chasing and then you grab it and then it's like, Oh my gosh. It's like, I have to think of it in some ways on a different level, but you just think, I mean, we read right in Genesis, right at the start, Mm. that feeling of like, Oh my gosh, we ate from the tree. Mm. And like the feeling of like, run, hide. I don't know you. You did it. No, you did it. It's Mm -hmm. like, you're terrified. You're like, what Mm -hmm. do I even, what do I do now? Mm. Like, I thought this thing, I thought this was going to be awesome. Like, Oh my gosh, like I'll never tell and I'll like and honestly that's that's what is what I thought. I thought maybe I'll just I'll never tell. And just like because the crazy thing about pornography is it it you at least for me, I was able to compartmentalize in some ways. We now we know it's like you're not you're stuffing, it's, you're putting in, in these different places. It's kind of like designed to be compartmentalized. Yes. You're like hmm. you're hmm. the way that it works, not to bore you ladies but no. one of the things about it is like you're in that addiction and i think again a lot a lot of addictions are like this but it's like you're feeding you're getting euphoria and like hormones are released that are really like i think god's design is to have them in intimate relationships right. not just sexually intimate but like like we're close mm-hmm. and i approve of you and i love you and yeah. my kids are all jumping on me and they love me and I love them and it's safe. And it's like all those same hormones, but this like, like pornography mm-hmm. and masturbation release a lot of the, the same hormone. You're, you're the hormone mm-hmm. maker. Your body is, and it's being released, but it's disconnected from hmm. the, like the prefrontal cortex, which is like your kind of um, ethical, like higher reasoning kind of governing, governing, like, mm-hmm. The part of judgment. you that's the mature judgment part of you mm. that says these things are all in the right order. And I'm getting this euphoric experience, which is a more like primal thing. So that like that has to shut off mm-hmm. and then the euphoria happens. Mm-hmm. So you're literally like a, a person divided. You're like, no, mm. this yeah. isn't me. Like yep. in my right mind, I would say I never would do that. Mm-hmm. I would never do that. Yeah. But it happened. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was and, and it's sort of like forcing a wedge into you. That takes a long time to kind of put back together. Mm-hmm. A lot of retraining, honestly. Oh yeah, how to be even experience intimacy is like a retraining process. I think. Yeah. So. No. I, yeah. Right. Ab- oh my gosh. Absolutely. And there's a pornography is a. I feel like, like just like just like what you said. It. Except even to add to it, mm-hmm. there's this idea when you're just just doing that. Or just kind of like you know, in the in the in the throngs of of that addiction in and of itself, not actually taking it to a physical level with another person. There's the lie that it's not a it's not hurting anybody. 
It's not hurting anybody. You don't understand the damage you're doing to yourself or to a loved one or to a, whatever. But it's like you can you can forget about it. Mm. I mean, that's the only way I can put it. Mm-hmm. Because before, I would forget about it. Mm. I'd come back to that well. I was crazy unhealthy and I was addicted. But I'm telling you, like, if I did it, if I, like, had done that on, like, a Thursday, by Saturday we go to breakfast, I'm not thinking about it. Yeah. I don't feel guilty about it. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah. It It didn't. I didn't in my mind. I didn't hurt anybody, mm-hmm. and and now it's Saturday. It doesn't really hurt me. Like I, the guilt's kind of. Mm-hmm. It's maybe a little twing if I think about yeah, it's it. Like but I'm not gonna of, say anything. It's the amount of guilt you're willing to live with. It's, it's exactly <laughs> that is that's exactly right. And that, so what made this differently was this was a physical acting out of the same thing I'm, I'm going after. You know, when I'm looking at pornography or something, and uh, it, it's like the physical manifestation of that yeah. and it's just different mm-hmm. it's like you know like i said i came back physically sick didn't want to obviously don't don't talk to me don't want to be touched don't really look at me because i am living in this hor- you know horrific amount of of shame and rightly so and, and guilt mm-hmm. and and like thinking okay week go by two week go go by i'll it'll start to subside you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, just like anything else would that I do in this realm. Like, mm-hmm. eventually, maybe I'll just like, you know, it can just, I'll go to my grave with it. Mm-hmm. I'll go to my grave with it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to hurt my friends, my family. Mm-hmm. I can live with it and no one has to know. And I just hope, you know, honestly, you literally think, Lord, like I've repented to, to God, I mean, on my knees by myself, you know, like uh, over and over. It didn't, the feeling doesn't subside because there had to be action taken on my end here and now. Like it just, hmm. it just did because you know what? And I think there's a grace in that because it's, it's a grace to Tia. It's a grace to my family and my friends that like, that they're, that like, there can be some semblance of reconciliation or repentance or like, because at the end of the day, realize through this process, you know, you actually can make it less about you and more about what God's able to do when mm. we do open ourselves up to being honest and open. And we own, we own, you know, we own what we do mm-hmm. to the best that we can. So yeah, coming back, I just thought, I'll just I'll never say anything. Yeah. I'll never say anything. And but the but the problem is, it would it would have. I think when you hold it, then all you're doing is when you when you when you stuff it is it's got it's it's when you're in the cycle of addiction, it's going to come full circle again. Mm-hmm. It's it it would have, and mm-hmm. the pornography probably wouldn't have been enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because now I have this horrible feeling. Hmm. How am I going to get rid of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, going to the computer or whatever—that's mm-hmm. not touching mm-hmm. it. It's hmm. like you almost get so depressed or whatever. It's like I need that. Sp- I need that like spark. I need that like. I want to. I need to feel affirmed because I feel I've never right. felt less affirmed. So right. go back to that affirmation thing. I've never felt less affirmed. I. It's almost like, and then I sort of hate Tia. Mm. Because Tia is so sweet. Tia is amazing, has no idea what I've done. 
Mm-hmm. It's just loving me like a wife loves a husband mm-hmm. and is like oh, such a great friend and all these things. And as she's nicer to me, and it seems like she's never been nicer, right? Like during this period, <laughs> it makes me like hate her, not her. What I hate is myself. I hate myself. And I hate that she reminds me of a life before I did what I did. Mm-hmm. You've never said that. And it's like, I see a picture and I can actually specifically remember this. I saw a picture of John and Val Guerra on Facebook. They're friends. And they were like singing a song and it was really beautiful. And they're like in love with each other. And I was devastated. Because mm-hmm. I thought, I, can, I, I will never be known. She'll never know me now. Because yeah. I can never, I'll never be able to say what I did. You can never really be loved. And I can never be loved. That mm. I, That is the exact feeling I'm describing wow. to you. It's like, I will wow. never experience that, what I'm seeing on this mm. Facebook right now. And we went out to dinner so that sad. night and probably were so close, had a great night, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'll never experience that because I can never share now mm. and let somebody in to know what I did. Because mm-hmm. if I do, it's a, it's, it's a yeah. house of cards. It's, it's you know, it's, yeah. And everything I'm doing in the church, everything I'm doing kingdom wise, and that's where the enemy comes in too, you know, and you start to, it's like everything I'm doing is for not. Because mm-hmm. guess what? The day when it, you can't hold this anymore or somebody finds out somehow, I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. some, like I don't, or whatever, mm. then everything you do now, you're just a hypocrite. Mm. Right. So you're just going day by day. And it's getting darker, 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 darker. And then it's like, well, you know, and I'm trying to do my job. I worked for a ministry. I worked for a, a nonprofit missions organization. And so I'm visiting the people in their homes and talking about what I did and not, no, excuse no. me, scratch that. <laughs> yeah. Not about what I did, about <laughs> what I do for work, yeah. for the mission thing. Clarify. You told everybody except me. Strangers. Yeah, but the reality is, it's like, it would have, I'm convinced it just, it would have, it would have kind of happened again. And the mm. breaking point for me, and then we can move on to like the, you yeah, know, where we're at now. Yeah. yeah. Is the Sunday was an Easter Sunday. We were going through, Pursuit of holiness with our small group. Oh, yeah. Yep. Is <laughs> that a big he, I didn't read it. Okay, listen. This is what was time. crazy. Leading up to his discovery, though, he kept finding these weird, like he would he would be like, Well, I have basketball tonight. Well, I have this tonight. And I'm like, you and I are leading this small group, and he wasn't even showing up. And now that I look back, it's like he couldn't handle like sitting in there talking about what we were talking about in the group. Like, it was so hard for you to be in that group. Yeah, I don't even remember that, but... I do. Probably, like, Mm. I didn't want to be around anybody, you know? And But I remember it was, like, this actually the craziest thing was this worship on Sunday for Easter at big church around here. And it's, like, it was an amazing morning of, of worship. And... I just had this thought that's like, I can't, I just can't do it. I cannot, I'm making a mockery of this platform that I have right now Mm -hmm. or being what I'm called to do. That Mm -hmm. somehow Mm -hmm. God hasn't just lightning bolted me from heaven while I'm up here worshiping Mm -hmm. after what I've done. He knows what I did. And I'm up here leading these people in worship. Like, and I I literally thought that's the exact word I thought driving back home. I'm like, I'm just making a mockery hmm. of this. And um, 
you know, and now that I'm just like stirring all this up and, re- and reliving a little bit of it, it's like, I honestly think, I mean, obviously you and what I cared about is what I care about like the most in telling this, but even maybe above that and what got me was, was my relationship with God and the way that I felt I was making a, a mockery of mm. him and the job he gave me to do at that time by continuing to live in a world where I wasn't known at all, yeah. at all. Like I was, you know, my biggest secret. I had a big secret and I knew it would ruin, who knows, to the level of what it would ruin my mm-hmm. life and Tia's life and, you know. So anyway. Was that the, your biggest fear, do you think, like in disclosing it was just like. Yeah, everything's I care. gonna fall apart, or like, yeah, I'll be alone, or you know, I guess what it wasn't being alone. No, there's a I have a driving force within me that that I'm I can and Steve knows as we work together. I'm a people pleaser. I want people mm. to like me. Mm. It's just runs through the core of who I am. I want to be liked. Probably part of the affirmation thing, and I knew this would a lot of people like no one would maybe no one would like me anymore. Mm. They would think I was. Oh, exactly who we thought. Exactly who we thought he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's what I thought. You know what I thought. I'm hearing is like that I haven't heard, I haven't thought about it before. It's just, it actually does sound like conviction. Like it's beyond just, I feel ashamed. I feel guilty. It's like the nagging, like Holy Spirit, like will not allow you to reframe everything. To, to mm-hmm. be like somehow like not as mm-hmm. high cost mm-hmm. and that it did revolve around God. I know that it, I know that had I been in that position, I would have thought a lot about the job at the church, the income, the, the stakes there with the relationships and everything. But it's like, it's not exactly what you're saying. That's all part of it too. Mm-hmm. But it was more like, and that tipping point being like Easter Sunday, mm-hmm. it just sounds hmm. like a, it sounds like a mm-hmm. conviction and like mm-hmm. it would be cool. I don't know. It would be it would be kind of a, a cool part of the story to to realize that. It's like God yeah. was like um just saw something better for you too. Mm-hmm. Cuz it's not like any of us up there were mm-hmm. pure. Right. No. Come right. to find out <laughs> everybody yeah. up there has got all kinds of you know weeds yeah. in the right. in the garden. So. It's so true and you think like like mm. um Easter Sunday and like thinking that, that no matter what, you know, what you've done, we're celebrating. And I, I could barely celebrate. I mean, it's, you know, mm. what am I, I'm, I'm just depressed at that point. But if there's ever a time to just feel that like there's a resurrected mm-hmm. savior who's says he's willing to forgive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know, but all I knew was I can't live like this anymore. I can't, I can't, no matter the cost at this point, whatever it is, I can't live with this weight because the only thing, and I I know because I have family and and, and just different things that like the alternative is I just go right back to this well and I, you know, wake up in in five years and think, how the hell? Mm Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. and, and I, you know, we would have wound up divorced. 
for sure. If that oh, that's like have... probably step A, and who knows what it, B, C, D, and E would have been right. in my life if if I got mm-hmm. go down, you go down that path. Mm-hmm. You just don't know. Yeah. Other than I don't think it just we we know it doesn't end in peace and joy and mm-hmm. shalom. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you just you're chasing yeah. your own mm-hmm. your own tail. So yeah. I so that it was that week mm-hmm. we were at the house and Tia. She knew something was up, you know, kept, kept, well, I don't hide it well. She's like, what's wrong? What's wrong with you? What's wrong? Well, we were getting, we were packing for a trip. Yep. And you, you kept following me around like a little puppy dog. And just like, it's like you wanted to say something, but you couldn't spit it out. And finally, I just got mad at you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fine, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. And I got this really bad habit with this stuff is like, I don't want to. I'll I'll admit to it. I don't want to mm-hmm. say it. Yeah, mm. it's it makes Tia mad. It make it would make anybody mad. Like I'm happy to be like, like go ahead and guess, and then when you nail it, I'll like then smile or laugh because it's, it's like really sick. Mm. Well, it's like it kind of <laughs> it is. It's, it's like cool. that's just how I deal. You of make handling. her say it. Make you say it, and then he it. laughs at, at your pain. No, it's not. It's, it's not really, laughing at pain. It's that I immediately want to make it right, and maybe we can laugh about it, right? No, you know, like not this. But no, not no. Funny. This was this was really this was really. Uh, you didn't laugh this time, though, right? No, no he yeah. no. fell on the floor. That's. And what? I fell on the floor just <laughs> so wait, well, what what happened? Because he he just kept I was doing the dishes, he was just staring at me. And I was just like, what is going on? What like what can't you say? And it just clicked. I I said, I said, "Did you cheat on me?" Mm-hmm. And he just just fell down and just started weeping. Mm-hmm. And it was like there that was the answer. I mean, mm-hmm. the, so it was like, I knew by his, I'd never seen him that crippled before. Like he was just this strong man became very, very weak. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that's kind of how it came mm-hmm. out. And it was mm-hmm. a shock, complete shock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was like the worst <laughs> night of my life. I mean, it was just... Yeah. It was terrible. It yeah. was Did terrible. you feel better right away, though? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I felt it, it's a different sort of like feel. Better isn't the word because now I just put this million pound yoke on squarely me. on Tia's shoulders. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now she has to feel like I did day one. It's mm-hmm. been six months. And now I just let it go. It's like I've, I feel, yeah, I feel light. I also knew there was so much to come. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. This was just the start, mm-hmm. and it so it did. Did it, it felt sure it felt better just to have it off my chest, but not better. I was broken because I didn't even know the impact like it would it have on her, and mm. and uh, and it was just so so tragic and so sad, and um, and Tia did like you know, and I've shared this before. Those of us that are close, and I just think it's like one of the most beautiful things ever. Is even in her pain, whether she knew it or not, the first mm-hmm. thing she did was was, and we, you know, we knew there'd be consequence, and there's gonna be all these. Who knows what's gonna happen? But mm-hmm. Tia did take my hands and prayed mm-hmm. for me, for her, and that was like, what a. What a gracious response. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Like, who deserves that? Like, it's like uh, that was to this day, whether we would have stayed together or not, I couldn't think higher of a, of a person than Tia, especially in that moment. Mm-hmm. No one deserves to be told that news. And you've got, you know, the capacity to say, I don't, you know, even in that moment, who knows what's going to happen, but we have, where else can we go, but at least just start here. And, and, and then, and it was really tough and she, she left and it was just a real mess there for, for a while. And she could probably speak to that if she, if she wants to, like the first couple mm-hmm. days, like she, no, I went home. How did you she even know left. what to do? You know, or did, did I just you- knew I just I didn't want to be around. I didn't know I was actually I was scared to leave him by himself. Mm-hmm. So you guys were on your baby moon. Mm-hmm. That's oh yeah. Oh gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were pregnant with Ollie mm-hmm. and we didn't want to call you because you had just gotten to California. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to ruin your trip. And uh I was I was calling John. To come, because I I was scared to leave Robbie by himself. I didn't know mm-hmm. what he was gonna do, you know. And I just I got in the car and I drove to Indiana because mm-hmm. that was the only thing. I mean, our whole marriage. I've never like ran to my mom and dad or anything like that. Like, mm-hmm. um, but it was just like the only place I even mm-hmm. felt like I wanted to be. And mm-hmm. um, it's like a safe place. Yeah, yeah. Like and that. they just. My parents were amazing through the whole thing. I mean, honestly, our relationship with them is so much stronger, so much truer with them because I think of what we've gone through. And and they just, you know, they wept in in our pain. And so I was with them for a few days. And then uh, eventually, like, Robbie, Robbie had told Brian. Mm-hmm. Brian took us under his wing. Um and he, re- I mean, he really guided us through it. I mean, we didn't know what to do. Like, mm-hmm. it's in the, obviously like the church. He, Robbie had to step down. Brian um, was the yeah the worship pastor yeah. at at that yeah. church. Yeah, Brian Hogan. Yeah, he, he was amazing through mm-hmm. it all. Him and Amy and and I mean, literally like any call we had. So we kind of went into a. It was like a few days after. And my family had come to back to the house with me and you, I left. I still hadn't seen you at this point. I had a, so many more questions. I mean, after, mm-hmm. after something like that, you just, you don't have, you don't have the capacity to hear everything, but then mm-hmm. like all of a sudden anger kicks in and it's like, mm. what happened? Like what in the world, you know? And and then I was just angry, you mm-hmm. know, and so, um, you know, I just I had a wave of emotions, you know, just grief and and loss. And I'm flat out just scared. Am I am I are we getting divorced? Like, I didn't know what mm-hmm. the what the situation was going to be like. And um, so then once we I came back, um, you had several meetings with people, which was mm. Robbie didn't have to do any of this. Like he didn't have to, he obviously with the church, he had to step down, but Robbie for those like three or four days, all you did was talk to people, your work, um, I worked the for church. A, I worked for a Christian organization. So I, I, I thought maybe I'd lose my job for sure. I didn't. And that was a blessing. Yeah. They I mean, amazing. I, 
this might sound funny to somebody, but it's like I commend Robbie because there aren't a lot of like on top of telling me, he told he told the people he needed to tell. Mm-hmm. Um and he owned it. And he I think a lot of people like really obviously everyone was shocked, but you received a lot of love and and people started opening up to you about their own stuff in that time. But that kind of led to you met with my mom and dad and you faced them, mm-hmm. you know, at the table and you And you your confessed. brother and sister. Not your my sister, sister was with me, but you confessed everything you did face to face with my dad. And I think that's still like one of the biggest things like you ever did. So you owned it. You didn't hide. Mm-hmm. And that was that was pretty amazing. Yeah, that was a weird day. It's like you, I was, you know, I was staying with um, just a great friend, a brother for life, for letting me live with him for months. Kyle <laughs> Reschke. Um, he was a bachelor you know, at the time. He was. He was a bachelor <laughs> at the time. And man, I can't share our nightly routine because <laughs> I think it's like kind of a, between us. But man, we just had some. <laughs> Yeah, don't just, say it was fun. I know. <laughs> Golly. No, oh, no, no. I don't, I, I don't no, mean that. It was days. horrible. <laughs> I slept on a leather couch with like one blanket sweating. I mean, it was, it was the. It was very comfortable. I mean, it was like uh, he was so gracious to let me stay. I was yeah. so thankful. And man, we. I just felt like what a beautiful time that was in that season to just be with him. And like, yeah. And just no judgment. From him, no, no, it was just like, we just talked about life, talked about things. It was sweet. Mm -hmm. It was sweet. But that was weird coming back to the house and. You were in a safe place. It wasn't like you were in a bad. Yeah, he was, he was, and he let me stay there for like for free. I mean, it's like, and I think I, I think, I think I probably paid him or tried to or something, but he's just so kind in that. And, and, um, but I remember coming back to the house and. And uh, our Your dog home. was outside. Yeah, it's like our yeah. house, but it wasn't really my house at the time, you know. And and uh, just my whole in law, like everyone was just sitting at the table. Just walked in and oh wow! And he so and I, had- I remember I remember my my father in law just. I mean, everyone was just weeping. It oh man, that was that was so that was so hard. And mm-hmm. just he just said like. What'd you do? What What did you do? Like through tears, and it was like, mm. oh, I mean, I just remember that was like that was one of the hardest things that, and telling my mom because she'd been through a lot, and like that sucked too, you know, because that that just preyed on all the fears of like you think you'll you can like break. We know a lot of this stuff is cyclical through families and through, through generation. I mean, we just see it, even the science behind it now as we've gone through these classes and it's like, you know, I don't know. You just think maybe I'll, I'll break this. I'll break it or something. And, mm-hmm. and, and then you just, oh, it just, it's, uh, it kind of sucks, you know? So yeah, that, like that was, that was a really, really tough season where I told you and Dirk, 
at Dirk's yeah, old apartment so up hard. there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I told actually I told, I told Dirk before I told I know, you because like, you were out of town. I was out of th- Dirk was yeah. like faci- like weirdly facilitating like now Robbie has something to tell. Yeah, me. he was <laughs> like <laughs> Dirk. Well, you know, well, like, the, I like tell, a diplomat. I Did you know on April oh, Fool's Day? Tia, you came. Wait, who? We you both, came to our. You both came to our house yeah it was like a group thing i remember because you came oh, up to dirk's but i told him before no, we were separate oh i told you you and you i met with you and Lene, and yeah. then he met with the boys yeah that's no, I, right. I, I i talked the first time yeah. dirk was one of the first people i told because we were gonna tell you guys at the, this time and and uh he knew it was serious i told him it was serious and he was really sweet he we got in his old suburban that he had the old suburban oh, yeah. with some fishing poles Mm-hmm. And we just went through a couple lines in the water. It was actually, it was, and he, he was, it was, he was very kind. You know, that's one thing I have to say. It was like Brian and and you and Dirk and like our close friends at the time. And it was like, a, I really felt like I saw the love of Christ in other people yeah. in the way I was treated. I didn't deserve to, I didn't, I didn't, mm. I didn't deserve that or earn that. And I remember like one of the sweetest things. Actually, it's what Steve said is that what you said, Jossie, like you were super gracious. Like, mm. you know, we've always been tight anyways. We're similar in that. But I remember him saying like you, what, what did you say? Like, um, oh, I can't remember exactly she what said the quote something was. Like, that must have been so hard for him. Well, it wasn't just that. I think it was just like the, it, 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 it was that, but it was, it was like, um, you just, you had a grace that we're all. Oh, you said, I feel like this happened to us. What was that? It well, no, you were like, I'm, I'm totally botching like it. That. I'm yeah. totally, but you just said, like, I don't remember. What yeah, it was something it, you were just like really gracious in that, like, 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 we're all we have, we've all sent, we've all like done something. Mm-hmm. And so, for any of us to, it was like the, the basis of the quote was for any of us to like look down our nose as believers at anybody. Mm-hmm. How, how could we? Mm-hmm. How could we? And you were saying it specifically about the situation I was in, and I, that always meant a lot to me. And I still think about that too when I'm dealing with other people. You know, like we say all the time, nothing surprises. Surprise. I don't think no, mm-hmm. no, I could hear almost anything from anybody, and I wouldn't be shocked, and yeah. I wouldn't be like, depending, I guess, right? But like, yeah. I wouldn't be like gross, like upset. It'd be like, well, of course. how'd you get there? Not of course, but it's like <laughs> this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, how'd you like, get there? It's like, yeah. the question isn't like what you've done and not how it's going to define you. It's like, what what's going to define you now that mm-hmm. you've, that you've either been bold enough to say it or okay. been <laughs> unlucky or lucky enough to get caught doing something mm-hmm. yeah. or whatever right. it is, you know, like, um, so kind of going on and on about this, but, but really like the community and for anyone that has gone through something like this, if you don't have community, you just got to find it. You got to find it. You got to pray that the Lord brings those people in and he will because we had mm-hmm. people like Brian who took us step <laughs> Brian, one, Brian, one through five. It's man. like it's he, like there he, was he a playbook. Um, he we, was. They, they triaged like, I'll you. I'll take it from then, here. Yeah. Right, guys, it was yeah. almost like. Not yeah. like this hasn't happened before. Sad to say. I know. But oh, it's yeah, like we, we know were, we know what has to happen. He took now. us by the yeah. hand and just took us. Here's where you go now. Day by day. Here's where you go now. Here's who you got to talk to today. Here's who you got to do this. And, and then it, he would call Robbie and make sure, did you do this? Did yeah. you do this? Mm-hmm. So he would things. keep Robbie on track because Robbie could have just gotten lost in all the depression and everything and and 
we so at that point we ended up Brian sat us down and was like, You guys need to separate. You know, mm. and that's when That was kind of a shock. We were like, wait, what? And so I think for us, like being young and obviously neither of us have ever been through this. And um, mm. you know, I think we were just like, Yeah, I guess we'll do whatever we need to do because in that instance, it was like, if you stay living together, you're just going to go back to the way things were. This needs to be an effect. This needs to make change. And mm. I and I, I see that now. Like, I, then I was like, wait, why? You know, but I am so glad we took those three months of separation because I think we would have just went back into our regular pattern, you know, mm. and like stuffed things. But what that allowed is, you know, we went straight into counseling. Um, and I, I mean, I started off with Francois first and, and just like she started at this point, it's like, okay, he had an affair. Never again, back to kind of what we were talking about earlier. I didn't know, okay, this, the root of this is years of pornography and, and these things you've seen and like other, um, just things you've allowed in your life. So she starts explaining all this to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like this, this is where it all stems from. And mm -hmm. you didn't realize you had a problem still mm -hmm. until you met Francoise. Yeah, our first counseling <laughs> session, she's like, uh, you know, so do you watch pornography? He's like, and I'm like, oh, you know, like, yeah, a little. <laughs> like, we, oh, like how much? I'm like, and then of course in my mind, I'm like, oh, uh, like, you know, maybe once or twice a week. First of all, maybe, maybe that yeah. is true, but she's like, I, I just said that. And she's like, oh, you're addicted to pornography. Yeah. He fought back. What? I'm like, and I literally in the meeting, I'm like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. She's like, yeah, you absolutely Ooh, are. Yeah. I don't even know. I maybe said, maybe I was even more honest and said, you know, two to three or whatever it was. Yeah, it was yeah. like, you, you know. You were taken back by those words of saying, you know, you have a sexual addiction. Yeah. You know. I, yeah. It really bothered me at no first. one wants to be no one wants that on you know your name like a label yeah 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 because i think like some it, it might be worth saying you know like some people are like well i don't do pornography i can always bring it back to like the general because i don't know who's mm -hmm. going to hear this and i mm -hmm. want to connect yeah. it to other people like oh i'm well, i'm not like that it's like yeah. not every buddy who I just find it hard to believe people would not get addicted to pornography. Mm -hmm. It's like a really addictive substance. It's mm -hmm. like cigarettes. Like, oh, I just smoke occasionally. Like, right. how often? Like, once a week. It's still an addiction. Yeah. That you do yeah. 52 times a year. Yeah. If it's twice a week, then you do it 104 times a year. I mean, these are like kind of like the numbers maybe. Yeah. And I think that some people are like, well, I only look at porn like every week or two. But can you stop? Have mm -hmm. you tried to stop? If, has, have you said I would never do it again and did it again? I mean, these are the kinds of things that, you know, like mm. why she could be like, yeah, you're addicted to yeah. porn. Yeah. And then, but also like, it's worth saying like, not everybody who uses pornography is necessarily at risk for an affair. Totally. I, I think, that's right. I think there yeah. is, it's, it is its own class. Yeah. But yeah. we all use different things for different reasons. And some people are using that because, it's, you know, how it's meeting their needs yeah. or like what the underlying addiction is. I think you've even said at times, maybe you feel like you like kind of have a love addiction in a weird way. Absolutely. hundred percent. So 100%. that may almost like play out like yeah. 
in in this whole discussion too. So I I just yeah. wanted totally. to throw His that personality as yeah. well. Yeah. No, you're right. I I, yeah. I have this like desire to 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 like a hopeless romantic to like the nth degree. Mm-hmm. Like I just I romanticize and and can mm-hmm. like everything. And so you're right in that. And I think that is that is good to just like. I also don't want it to come off that pornography is an excuse for yeah. for what I did or the choices I've made in my life. I think it totally. helped. It 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 fueled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It fueled like in counseling. One of the ways it was described is like you know, as you kind of slowly, there's kind of this little monster in you that drives this train, and the train is going to kind of drive your what you're going to do. And if that conductor, you know, whatever you're feeding that thing. It's going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and it's driving the train. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, until eventually you keep feeding it, that like the decisions you make, you know, and what you're being kind of driven by, right? We've got we've got that opportunity for the that still small voice, and we 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 allow Holy Spirit to be that loudest voice in us, or you can feed another monster mm-hmm. that. It's easy to say, like, oh, the enemy. It's like, no, you could just feed that addiction and that desire for love or for affirmation or whatever it is with things like pornography and fantasizing, things like that. The next thing you know, that voice in a pinch is going to be way louder mm. than than uh, than Holy Spirit, you know? Like, um, it only makes sense. So... Yeah, it's certainly not meant, uh, and I don't want it to come off as like a a crutch or an excuse for what I for what I did, but let it. And you would, I know you'd agree wholeheartedly. Let it be a warning. Yeah. That mm-hmm. like the the further you delve in, while it may not lead lead to this, it certainly is going to lead to issues mm-hmm. in your life in all in all sorts of ways, emotionally, physically. Mm-hmm. Um, mentally, you know, all, mm-hmm. all these, it, it, it has an effect. So yeah, this is an extreme, extreme case. That's like, you know, I have other, other things at play, you know, but, but yeah, I think but you're it exactly was right. that, I mean, it, it was, I think your story was such a wake up call to like everybody around you too, who like people who had been struggling in some of the very same ways mm-hmm. and that, you know, hadn't admitted to themselves that 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 could lead to that too. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was kind like of eye opening for mm-hmm. no nobody here, nobody else here next to me right now. <laughs> you know, no. that was Steve's first, very first comment was like, "I I feel like I could have been him. I could have mm-hmm. done this. You know, yeah. it could have been me in this position." And like he had nothing but grace for you because it was like, "I I see myself there." You mm-hmm. know, and um. So it was like he didn't have to go through that because you had gone through that for him, you know, in a way. So it was like not, you know, not that you were necessarily going to do that, but it's like, right, it could have been, you know, mm-hmm. and and he saw that. And I think that has totally changed his trajectory, too. Yeah. Um, and a lot of other people around you. So in that way, it's like, <laughs> you you know, you really did the hardest thing. <laughs> you went the hard road and yeah. and made a lot made it easier on a lot of people, you know, to not have to walk that road yeah. to to learn from that. So yeah, it was definitely a wake up call for everybody. I mean, mm-hmm. several people I remember saying the same 
the same exact thing, mm. you know, like how it, it woke a lot of people up. And it, what it also did was it tore down the walls of like just the darkness. I mean, it was like, okay, now let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Nobody was talking about it. We, mm-hmm. we didn't, I don't think any of us went that deep in our relationships. Um, you know, it's up hard until to be that. deep when they're big secrets. Oh, totally. That's so what I'm saying. Like, when the walls came down, it was like, yeah. okay, now everybody, Everybody's let's talking. all talk about it. You yeah. know, let's let's confess yeah. our our monsters in our closet. You know, we don't want to be slaves to these monsters anymore. We want to be able to overcome them and mm-hmm. and not. Yeah, and it's a work in progress, though. Like it's like uh, I was shown a ton of grace in that time. And I guess what I'm saying is I just, I genuinely feel like the way God could use, could use the, use it for yeah. good yeah. In, around me. Praise God for that. I'm still a member of the, the group of the group. I'm not even the leader of the group because okay. I don't feel like I still, even after going through all that and reliving, it's like, it was so bad. It was so bad. It was so bad. And like, so even like, it was a wake up and like the Lord used it for good in other people's lives around him. That's mm-hmm. just him working. That didn't mean mm-hmm. it, it was, it was horrible. And like, I'm so thankful for the grace I was shown in it, in it. But also I sit here frustrated because I'm still a member of the group. If that, if that makes sense. And it's mm-hmm. like, so what does it take then to like, mm-hmm. what, what's the thing that like, will jolt it totally away. And I just ah. think it's continued work, 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 yeah. work, work. Um, sometimes I'm like disappointed that like, I don't have longer bouts of sobriety Mm -hmm. or like, but, but that being said, I see that the way that the, that the Lord's used it specifically in Steve and the way you lead people and, and now are a leader in the community and are are going to be in your groups, you know, just growing, growing, growing. And, and, and it's like, it's amazing. And that's like so cool. That's so cool. And and that's like what a blessing. What a blessing that out of if there's any bit of fruit that I see out of this whole situation, obviously our marriage, number one. Number two is probably you. <laughs> and and taking this stuff oh, by the 100%. reins, learning it, like basically getting a uh a doctorate honor <laughs> honorary in this. <laughs> <laughs> like, but le- like legitimately the studying, yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah. it's, um, it's beautiful. And mm-hmm. like, I'm glad to, to still be in your group. So I don't like, <laughs> however that worked out. Oh. I just, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's, I, I think it's cool, but yeah, I just, I, I remember when you told me, I did feel like right away, like, oh, wow. Okay. This, I, I mean, I don't see how I could not be on that same path. Not I don't know where that path led because at that moment I was like, yeah, I got to get off this path too. I, I, I feel like I'm, I've been hiding things about myself. So many things, even Mm. other things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just had made a habit of like being, you know, hiding basically Mm -hmm. anything I didn't like about myself. Mm -hmm. And I just was like, in that sense, I'm still on that journey. But in this, in this specific arena, I knew at that point it was like something had to change and that, yeah, that was a huge wake up call. But just to, for provide some sort of like even more practicality Mm -hmm. for people that 
mm-hmm. either yeah. have gone through this. Yeah. Maybe some guy's going to say it or some oh, gal. Gosh, I hope not. Oh, I hope not too. But that there's like, um, yeah. And I guess in what I said, even though I feel like that, mm-hmm. I, I, I guess it can happen. I mean, yeah. there's so. But I think it's like, like for you, like you, I feel like you've discovered this recently is like, the reason why you have you're not the leader of the group is because you're afraid to let anybody else down if you were the leader. Like yeah. you recently told me that, you know, and like maybe that's why you haven't chosen to like you know, dive into like a ministry role or whatever because you were in it and that happened and you're so afraid to mm-hmm. to carry that like not that specific thing, but like mm-hmm. any kind of guilt along with being a leader in the church. That is like a hundred percent true. I, I don't, I, I, it's affected me in other ways where it's like, I lead worship at a church and, and I love, I love everybody at, uh, at the church where I'm at. It's like, it's, it's such a beautiful congregation and beautiful people. And, and, um, but I've had a hard. I I struggle to go to go deep with where I'm at as a leader because I'm always scared. I am. You're exactly right, and that's exactly how I feel. And I've realized it more recently that like I'm afraid to take on anything leadership wise mm-hmm. because I don't. You know, I just. You I don't, don't want to let that, anybody down. Yeah, I don't want to feel. It's like if you're in that position, then you can let somebody that down. That can be its own trigger up too. Again. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, too much pressure. This is what I believe the Lord desires, you know, for us to live live that way. Mm -hmm. And I mean, for us, it was like we had to we kind of jumped into a a group called Reengage, but we were in a specific group um for I mean, our situation, like they had either had, you know, an affair or pornography addiction, but it was all these couples. And it was actually like we were thinking about the other day. It was such a sweet time. And we were the youngest couple there. And by a lot. (laughs) By far. And we, I had no idea this was such a big thing going on in marriages. I mean, again, this was like a huge eye opener to Mm. a life I never, ever, we couldn't even, I couldn't relate call my mom and say like you know it's like you can't talk there's nobody that I knew had gone through it I mean your parents did but like it was just nobody had words for it and then this group was like everybody had their own struggles or it kind of brought comfort in a way to like hear their stories and the things that the women were sharing, I was like, oh, wow, that's exactly how I feel. But I didn't have a language mm-hmm. for it. Um, mm-hmm. I told Robbie, like, when we would go to those groups, like, I just don't want to become a bitter woman. Like, that is the one thing I just don't want to become bitter and my heart, heart become hard. And, I mean, I've, I think at first when I heard these other people's stories, we would kind of be like, you know, oh, okay, maybe, maybe ours isn't that bad. Maybe, maybe I don't know. You and compare, you yeah. compare, which is horrible, mm-hmm. but like, but then again, you know, time goes on 
And I feel like the bitter, hard-hearted woman. Like, this wasn't fair. I didn't know. I felt like I was conned into things that I didn't know about Robbie. I'm speaking of, like, past, how I was feeling. I don't feel like that now. But that was a big thing for me was, like, I feel like you tricked me, you know, into marrying you because you had all these secrets before. And um, that was that was a hard one to swallow, you know. And I think the the thing is, was like the, something we talked about earlier on was like when this happened, we realized we did not know each other. And we were married three years at that point, three and a half years at that point. And you're like, I don't even know you. And it was like, okay, now we're restarting our marriage almost from this really rough patch. But something just, and it was the Lord, obviously, but like kept us going, kept us fighting and for each other. And it took both of us to become broken. And I mean, honestly, this this podcast is kind of like we're naked and known is like kind of where it even stirred from that that place of just like being really open with each other and and this isn't all about Robbie either like I'll I have to say like this opened up doors in my own heart like of my own struggles that I had and it kind of was a a, like a restart button for both of us you know like to really dig deep into our own wounds. And even through counseling, I found out a lot about myself that I didn't know about because of my childhood or, Mm. you know, relationships I I had in the past or, you know, old friendships or whatever, that everything started stirring up. It wasn't Mm -hmm. just Robbie's stuff. It was my stuff too. And that's what's crazy about it all. I mean, this blew up everything in our life. And mm. and I think for anybody who could be struggling with this or about to share with their spouse something, it's like it looks really scary and you're and the outcome might be really different than ours, but like you won't you won't know. You don't you will not know what God can do until you release it. Mm-hmm. And I still, to this day, I wouldn't, I'm glad this all blew up. I mean, I, I'm glad we don't live in the dark anymore, you know? Like, I, obviously, I'm not glad that happened. I just, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm glad I know who you are, mm-hmm. and I'm glad I get to see the real man you are. And that's actually, like, a soft-hearted man who couldn't live with it. There's a lot of men that can live with it, and you could not. Mm. And I'm I'm very glad you could not live with it, you know? Yeah. I just remember, like, in the beginning, when this all came out, Tia, you kept saying, I just, I just want to go back to before this. I just want to mm. go back to before this. And I yeah. think that's, like, just what you're saying right now is so beautiful because it's, like, you don't – you would never want to go back to – what mm-hmm. you were before even, no. you know, and like mm-hmm. as sweet as those times were and as valuable and valid, a lot of things were at that time. It's like, you would never go back. Cause, yeah. cause this is like real life now that you right. guys have together. And like, you're, you're both able to live like freely and openly and like at peace, you know, there's mm-hmm. no peace. There's no rest for people in hiding. No, mm-hmm. you know, you're just always so running. True. 
That's so true. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like just good to note too, like just like as we move towards like the recovery part of it and like a few things that we, we did just if folks have, if like people have gone through it or, you know, God forbid that like, it, it you know, find themselves in a similar situation someday or something like that, that there is, there is like, there is hope in, mm-hmm. in humbling yourself before, you know, even if it's decisions that you're not proud of or things that you've done that you worry will hurt those that you love. Um, I think that, uh, I mean, like I said, every, every situation is differently and there's no guarantee Mm-hmm. When decisions like this have been made that it, it you know, that it winds up with, with uh, you know, happily ever after. But we know that there is hope and forgiveness and still an opportunity for a life that is, that is peaceful and, and lived rightly before the Lord in being honest, in being open and, mm-hmm. um, you know, regardless of, of consequence that like, I know for me, a big thing was I, as much as I wanted to hold in what I had done, it actually was, is so, in my opinion, disrespectful just to Tia, my wife, my friend, another human being that I really care about has a right to know what I did and then make her own decision on what she wants to do moving forward. Mm. If I care about her at all, she deserves to make her own choice. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I got to live with that. Mm. And um, and I think that it's it, it's kind of a twofold that I think that there's, we have, a, we have a responsibility as husbands or as wives or whatever the relationship may be, or just friends, you know, doesn't matter if you're married or not. Um, a responsibility to those that to specifically, I guess it is more specific to husband and wife. You know, if you find yourself in a similar situation that it's, it is, it's actually in its own way, loving to your partner, to be honest. And then, Mm -hmm. and then, and then they can decide and you can figure out the best path forward. If there is one and humble yourself before the Lord and, and just, you know, hopefully there's there's just people around and a community that can come around you and kind of help carry you through for a little while but at the very least you know i i that's one thing that i've always thought is like as as just the human level yeah that uh we all have a right to know especially Mm -hmm. those that are closest to us and then you can start from there so when you Mm -hmm. i think it's it's just important to say when you kind of say like it was almost like a restart. It was, it was, and it wasn't. It right. wasn't because we still have the who we were before. We totally. still are those people, and we still have those memories, and those are still valid, like you mm-hmm. said before, Steve. But it also is like a restart in the sense that now you know what I did, and you can go, and you have a right to. Yeah. Even kind of before the Lord, as it would say in Scripture, I would say. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could say both ways, but you could. There yeah. was infidelity. You, it's like that's kind of the one thing, and so it's like. Right. Um, but there's also another way, you know, that is like mm-hmm. that. That, and I think it's the way that the Lord would choose every single time, which is repentance, mm-hmm. 
true repentance, uh, ultimately leading to, 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 to forgiveness and reconciliation. Yeah. You know, that's the greater story. And that's like, it's not possible every time. We know that. No, it's not everybody's situation. It's not. Was it, it easy for you to like, was that like the easy answer for you or, or where were you at? Like, you know, I mean, I know we yeah. had like the crisis period and like, it's kind of like you're being told what to do. You're being told where to go, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But was it like from the start that you knew that you were going to kind of like try to make this work or was it a process? Yeah, I think my I think my process has been in spurts because I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, we just I'm in my <laughs> the way I'm wired is like, oh, we just have to do A, B and C and then all the things are going to come together and we're just going to be good and we're going to have this awesome ministry. And mm-hmm. like, that's just how my one mind works. And I remember, I don't know if it was my mom or my dad. They just said like, or maybe it was Francois. I don't know. But it was just like, just every day, feel what you're feeling and just let those, let those feelings come. Don't try to push them away. Mm-hmm. And Honestly, I don't know if I really dealt with the shock, like the shock. I don't know. It's like a car accident. It's Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. you just you're on adrenaline. You're just like doing what everyone's telling you to do. And and I remember Brian said to me kind of like what you were saying. It was like he said, Tia, you have every right to leave him and sign divorce papers. But that's not what's best for you. And Mm -hmm. he wasn't saying that as like this is an ultimatum. It was more right. like, you need to know, like, God can restore this and, mm-hmm. and he can make something beautiful mm-hmm. out of this. But I feel like a year passed and that's when probably the anger kicked in mm-hmm. because every thing, Robbie, obviously, was still struggling with things. And again, I thought, well, he had an affair. He'll never watch mm-hmm. anything again. Mm. And that wasn't the case. And so it's like, it's this, it was this constant wound that just kept reopening and thinking, when is he going to do it again? When's mm. the, when's the time where he's going to go off and drink or whatever. And then he goes and does it. That never happened. But like my mind was just wired differently. I remember the first time it was like, maybe it was close to Christmas. We went to the mall we hadn't gone to the mall in forever. And I mean, we walked in and walked out because the first store we saw was Victoria's Secret. And I, my eyes had been opened to the world. I had never, it's like you pass a billboard on 294. There's tons mm-hmm. of <laughs> nasty billboards. And it's like, I never, it's like you notice them, but you don't notice them. And it's, it's a, they're targeting men and women. I mean, and I I see it now and it makes me angry. It, it it makes me really angry. And I think I just I never was awake to any of that. Mm-hmm. And so it was a constant reminder of my husband's struggle and what he did and and then and then you pile it on yourself and mm. So it's this whole, I already deal with this. It's just added on, I'm never enough, all these things. So I think for me, like, I, 
if anybody goes through this, you have to like have self-care. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you just, you have to, instead of trying to fix everything, like I was trying to do in that time, it was, mm. I had to stop and be like, you know, I got to take care of me right now. And um, so I think it, what did that it, look like? Oh, well, no, I don't really remember. Like, I, mean, I mean, counseling, you mentioned, mm-hmm. which I mean. Counseling, yeah. yeah. And just, I think Obviously. at first, I, I guess I don't really know. I feel like I didn't start doing like self-care. Well, you started the pottery. Yeah. Oh, you started your business. That's what I did. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, that tall pine was birthed out of all this. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of like I, I quit my job, my full-time job, and because my soul was dying and I was like, I'm going to do what I like. And mm-hmm. I was pretty much like, I didn't give him an option. I was like, this is kind of, mm. not that I was like ultimatum, but I was, I was going to like, this you, is what I'm She could do. pretty much ask for, or tell you whatever she wanted to at totally. that point. Did you feel like that? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I would sit down on the wheel because Robbie had bought me a wheel that Christmas before. And I would sit down there and that was, I actually, mm. I didn't touch the wheel for about six months because- yeah. And yeah. I remember getting back on it and I would weep throwing mm. and it was just a time for me to heal. And like, um, it's always kind of just been a place in my life where like mm. when I'm broken, it's just, it's a healing thing for me. And mm. just seeing something that's, you know, just a a ball of clay and then it becomes something beautiful and, and God just really like, softened me in that season I feel like but I've I've definitely have waves of being a hard-hearted person and being soft and joyful I feel like ever since this has happened that's probably been the most effect on me is that I've become a little a lot more cynical Mm -hmm. um and yeah, nothing really surprises me anymore. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's something I need healing in in my own in my own life, but I mean Robbie and I have had really strong seasons like where we're really close, but then there's these times where I don't know if it's like the anniversaries of certain things that occur but there's certain times of the year where mm. I just get really insecure. Like, are we going to make it? Are we still mm. going to make it? You know, like I get, I get afraid. Um, you know, will I still, will he still, still think I'm attractive? Will I be enough for him? Will we still be in love? And, you know, mm. Robbie has to like, he has to like sit me down and look me in the eyes and, and remind me. Mm. And I think that's like, that's just what I need from time to time. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. to be told like, and I guess for anybody walking through this is like, you just need to keep telling your spouse, you know, mm-hmm. over and over again, um, their worth and mm-hmm. how much they do mean to you. Because the action of that, yes, is horrible. But it's how Robbie has responded to it mm-hmm. that has kept us going. And and I think that's the thing is because I saw him broken, I've never mm-hmm. seen a man weep on the floor before. 
And my he was completely broken. And he didn't have anything else to hide. So it was like, mm-hmm. how could I not fight mm-hmm. with him when he was so willing to fight for us? Um, I I just, I couldn't give up. If, if he would have gone a different route and been prideful and, you know, I did this because whatever, it would have been different. But you came with a soft heart and a broken heart and and there was there was no denying that Robbie wanted to change. He didn't mm-hmm. want that life anymore. He didn't want to be a slave to this anymore. Mm-hmm. And there was no way I could walk away from him and be like, screw you, I'm I'm done. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't sign up for that. I didn't bow, you know, to that. I yeah. I said I would fight with you on the day we got married. And I didn't know what was in store, but I I don't know many men that would confess a lot of things like that. And um, that's not easy. I <laughs> I don't even know if I could do it, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. I don't know. I And we'll never know because I won't do that. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm better than that. So no, I no, I'm just saying because I know the pain it causes. But well, and I think Robbie probably it's like being in that position to feeling like so vulnerable to her too. It's like you're probably I'm sure you've needed to hear the same things she's saying she needs to hear, you know, mm-hmm. that like she chooses you and accepts you yeah. and all those things, you know, so it's like you guys choosing each other every oh, totally. day, this whole process, you know, yeah. for these years now yeah. that it's been. Yeah. And that's a, that's a hard part of the healing process when like, uh, talked about before just being driven by a lot of affirmation stuff and that's that's a tough that's always been tough for us for for whatever reason for me to give to robbie yeah it's it's tough and so like that's you know it does mean a lot when you do say that those things are said and yeah big time it's yeah it's it's super it's a um i think it's like when we in our marriages we we almost like gravitate towards our poles or like our weakest spots. So it's almost like whatever it would be, you'll find like the perfect way to, to, to both be able to, you, you both wield the biggest weapon and the biggest like Mm -hmm. gift for each other. Yeah. And I think, I, I don't know. I think our marriage is like that too. Yeah. Um, I don't know a lot of other marriages as well, but yeah. it, I suspect that mm. it's just because it's like the most core part of you is on the table and the most core part of you is on the table and they have to find the way to meet or yeah. not. Yeah. So it's almost the stakes go right totally. to the top. Right. Mm. So it's, it's not that you have a unique problem in that, you know, affirmation, hard to give affirmation. Mm. It's yeah. just, that's the cream that rises to the top mm-hmm. and that's what marriage does. Yeah. If you're going to mm-hmm. get, like more mature in the Lord and become the people that you really want to be mm-hmm. the best people you can be. That's the, this is the mm-hmm. place where you do it. Yeah. yeah. There's no other friendship. There's no family member. It's nothing that's going to do that for you. Mm-hmm. It just has right. to be your wife, yeah. you know, your husband. Yeah. I, I think this no, is kind totally. of yeah. Yeah. And such we, a unique position for someone to be in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we don't have like the right answer. We, mm-hmm. We don't have, we didn't do it perfectly. I mean, we have, we still struggle, (laughs) 
you know, it's a relationship. We, yeah, yeah, we still have like our normal marriage fights. There's times where it comes up because of certain things, but it's not something we, we don't talk about all the time. Like it has been four years, which I literally cannot believe it's already been Hmm. four years, but it's, we are stronger people than we ever knew we could even be. And individually and and together and um there are moments where we both feel very weak in our marriage and and you know we you know fear gets in and you think think bad things of what could happen or whatever and I think I think that's just the the point where you even when those fears come like I'll create like scenarios in my head and it's like they come out and Robbie's like, none of that is true. Like you, you have to like, mm. you know, stop that voice. So I think if you're even honest with those things that you start to like believe in your mind, they didn't even happen. And you share that with your spouse. That's important as well because they kind of like cut that off and they're like, that's that's not how I feel. That's a lie, you know, from the mm-hmm. enemy. This is what's true. And I think that's what's important as well is is reminding each other of of that truth and and stuff like that. So I'm wondering like how forgiveness came about or like was there like like mm-hmm. I have a mem mm-hmm. like a kind of a vague memory of like you having kind of like a realization or a conversation about it, but like how that Was there like a point in time when you were like, I feel like I finally, you know, I can like say those words? Yeah, that was extremely hard for me. Francoise really worked that one with me um, because I I considered forgiveness as forgetting Mm -hmm. and that's not the case. Um, And so I I kept thinking if I forgive him, he's going to think, everything he did was okay and and all is well and we'll and like it's almost like if I forgive him then I'll have to like eat my words and I can never bring it up or never share pain or again all those lies Mm -hmm. and um Robbie honestly he worked his butt off like he really did he proved he was proving over and over again I mean he was there was times where he was upset about a situation you know that things we had to do or whatever but like for the most part we you worked very hard to start earning my trust back and you eventually you came home again and then we started to figure out life that way but I think well it really happened with like a year after discovery and uh you know I just I for me it was like you know, not to look at this date as a, this was the day all hell broke loose. It was like, let's look at this day as we did it. We made it a year after finding this out. And so mm-hmm. um, I think that's mm-hmm. when I was like, it was hard to say those words. It was mm-hmm. like eating, <laughs> eating soap or something. It was, <laughs> it was still really hard because I was scared he was going to think everything's fine now. But it, he knew, you know, that that was a big leap for me. But um, I guess that's kind of how it came about was like 
I wanted to look at a year as like a celebration that we made mm-hmm. it, you know, and we we worked really hard and we cried a lot of tears and we needed to celebrate. It's like we needed something to celebrate, mm-hmm. like because it would ju- it was just a year of hardship. And so I, I think that's kind of where forgiveness came in was like. Yeah, I was like, I just, I need to, I need to let some, I need to release something mm-hmm. or give him a bone, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, a little bit. And so, yeah, yeah, that's so good. Yeah. And I think it is like when you do forgive, you're, you are putting yourself in a very vulnerable yeah. situation because you're saying mm-hmm. now I'm like, I'm like putting it behind us and like opening you're opening yourself up to getting yeah. hurt you know when yeah. you when you're like giving yourself again mm-hmm. freely um it's like a yeah. milestone a lot of strength it's like a but milestone yeah of yeah that process mm-hmm. it's it, not like it had to yeah it had to be part of it it was hard yeah. it was yeah did I, you feel better after you did it or different i think i did i feel like i i, I think so i mean i feel like i was able to just move forward a little bit. I mean, other trials came after that with, I think with anything, the enemy just wants to keep attacking us. I've, I've felt that like our whole marriage, like it's like the enemy just doesn't want Robbie and I together. (laughs) And I, I just truly believe we were meant to be. And I believe we were, we were meant to learn how to fight for love. And, Mm. um, yeah, I mean we've we've fought really hard. Like and we have not done it perfectly. I mean we're not perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think with the other trials we've we've dealt with with IVF that mm-hmm. was a that was a you know, we never knew that was going to come in our corner as well, but again, it's like Robbie and I have only known each other's pain cuz we're the ones in it. You know, mm-hmm. like you're and so at the end of the day, I could be so mad at him for what he did, but he's he actually understands my pain, you know, mm-hmm. and so he's he's the one I actually want to be close to, even though he caused it. Mm-hmm. You know, so um gosh, we've we've been through a lot, but mm-hmm. yeah. I was just gonna say, so you've been actually married now longer. After in like yeah. after this than before it yeah mm. we've been married crazy? seven and a half years now yeah mm-hmm. so yeah well, and I was gonna mm. bring up that quote you know well quote that you mentioned before how like because I remember it as a quote like the the thing that you kept telling me at the beginning was like I just want to be through this mm-hmm. and I want this to be like a wonderful story in the past that we can tell people and it's going to change a lot of other people's lives and it's going to be used for ministry and we're going <laughs> to make a whole ministry yeah. of this or whatever you know <laughs> and like but I just want to be there already you know yeah. and like yeah. you have gone through now this the, these years of like the dog days and like the really mm-hmm. hard work for each of you so like what do you feel like now? Like, do you feel that you're like on the other side of it or, you know, kind of to Steve's point, like it's been longer now after and, and like, I don't know, where do you, where do you mm-hmm. see yourselves and, and like, what does the future look like for you guys? Yeah. I think I was definitely 
jumping ahead when I said that because I didn't realize the amount of work it was going to take to get mm-hmm. to the place we are. Um, and well, I, s- I think it makes sense. I oh, think totally. you knew. Yeah. I think you knew it was going to be awful. And that's yeah. why you said it, honestly, because yeah. you were like, I just don't really want to do that. You know, yeah. it's just, it's going to be so hard. So, so I, hard. you know, yeah. I totally it was more of a statement than like oh, a totally. naive thing that you it's not like you were being naive yeah. saying that. It was just like, I don't really want to do this re- hard thing. I remember, though, journaling all that. And then like one day it was like the Lord was like, you just need to grief like Mm. you need to be in a place of lament like for a while before you because that's just how I am like I'll just jump to the next thing to keep my mind busy and I think I've just had to go through seasons of sadness that Mm. I haven't really had to to grieve and and so there's been a lot of of sadness and um but I guess I forget what you asked. Just like, yeah, what does it feel oh, like ministry. to kind of be like on the other side and like ministry and future? And I'm so glad we're on the other side. I mean, I'm so glad we're like four years in, you know. I mean, we, I guess I still desire in my heart, I desire to like lead a group, like reengage. And I want to like find couples that are going through this and like talk about it with them. I, those are the desires of my heart. Do I think I'm ready? Probably not. Um, are you ever ready? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I mean, right. you're further along in the journey. That's that's mm-hmm. how I see it. Totally. And I feel like you, people have already sought probably both of you out with these kind of things. I don't There's know. Been I know few. you. Yeah. 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 And hard situations to hear because their outcomes weren't like mm-hmm. ours, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's hard, but definitely. Yeah. I think it's important, too, to just, like, our life isn't super intense all the time. <laughs> like, I feel like we're kind of, like, in this thing that's, like, you know, we work, work, work. We do. But, you know, it's, like, at some point, you still got to live. Yeah. And there's still, like, majority of our life is just doing life now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's how you kind of know you're on the yeah. other side of it. There's a mm, lot of joy. Like, it's not like we live in a – things. It's not that, like we're both depressed all the time. Yeah. Or that we're just, like, nose to the grindstone. It's, like, we have to do certain things now in our relationship and in our marriage that we wouldn't have done before. Mm. Like, different groups and different check-ins and whatever it is. But um, there's – it's, like – the joy's yeah. back. It's like it's like we're still yeah. we're friends again. Yeah, we're still we do life together. We have a great time. Mm. We're, we're friends. It's like so. It's not like it's been four years of like really intense no, every I'm day. Not right. No, I know. I, I know you're that. not. I know. Yeah. I know that. I know. I just feel like we've like we've hit on that for like, but I just don't want yeah. it to think like that's all that it right oh, it no. is, and like that's part of I think when you start to come to the other side, if you will. It's like some of the fear, not all the fear goes away, not all the work goes away, mm-hmm. not all like the responsibility and what's required to live a, a healthy life together. That's all still there. But I think, you know, you're getting to the other side when there is like a mm. a trust that comes back, a joy that returns. Yeah. And uh, it's not like I know for me, it's not like a top of it's not like a top of mind thing. I think we just like no. do, do life, you know? And so maybe mm-hmm. that's like, but like it, if someone was to say, well, how do you know you're on the other side? It's like, I don't know. Who knows when you crossed over? Like mm-hmm. if, if we have, I don't mm-hmm. know, but it's, it's like life's 
found its its new normal again and mm-hmm. and you know we're able to to be close and be friends and it's like it's nothing Tia Tia's been so great it's not like it's held over my head or anything like that mm-hmm. or it's not like used against me mm-hmm. um and uh and you know and that's a that's like a beautiful it's a beautiful picture and a beautiful thing and helps me to think that we're at least approaching the other side mm-hmm. and that um we just are able to do life and just do it in a little bit of a different way yeah yeah like with a lot of joy in our right. life now well i think i think there actually was a moment i think we were struggling like a few years ago or maybe a year ago and i was kind of like really contemplating like what what was going to mm-hmm. happen and i we we took a trip and i it's just things got really messy and so i think that like a lot of feelings were coming out a lot of anger was coming out and when we got back from our trip, I was like, Lord, you have to make me fall in love with him again. Because mm-hmm. like that, not yeah, that yeah. I didn't love him, but I just, I was mm-hmm. so hurt. You know, you're, you, it's the ultimate rejection. And I think like, I just kept like saying like, Lord, ha- like change my heart. Like make mm-hmm. me, cause he felt it from me. He would, he would be like, do you love me anymore. I feel like you hate me. And I would just, I responded so rash and, Mm -hmm. and irritable all the time. And, and I had to be honest with myself and Mm -hmm. him and they were hard things to say. And, and, um, and it's like, I believe God started to heal my heart after Mm -hmm. that. It's like, I had to be honest with myself because I was so scared to say how I was feeling. Mm Mm-hmm. And because they were hard emotions and uh, and it was like years had passed after the affair. And so I felt like I didn't have a right to feel that way anymore. Mm. And um, I, I just truly believe God started like softening my heart towards him. And I think the biggest thing for me was I started missing Robbie when mm. I wasn't around him. And that was like a huge thing for me like I was because before I wasn't even thinking about him when I was up, like at work or whatever and that was a big change for me mm. like I felt like God started healing something in my heart once I was honest with those feelings so that's so good I think there's so much truth to that to just like God not that he needs us to say it but it's yeah. like we have to acknowledge something yeah that we want him to like be at work in and to heal. Right. We have to say, this is what, like mm-hmm. admit it. Yeah. You know, for him to, to do that work. Right. And That's I learned that from Robbie, you know, cause mm-hmm. it's like, you yeah. can only be, you can only have healing when you're honest, mm-hmm. you know? So. Mm-hmm. Full circle. Mm-hmm. So here we are. And I think <laughs> just like another thought, last thought, I guess for, like Robbie seeing you like back leading worship, like as a worship master now. And like, I feel, I think there was like some, what's that? Whatever. There's a Psalm that David says, Mm -hmm. like, I, 
something about I remember when I led the throng and worship or whatever mm-hmm. and I will mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. lead and I remember like that speaking to me I think I like texted you guys or something but mm-hmm. like I I think you were contemplating taking the position or something and I just like felt like that was so for you like mm-hmm. yeah this is you went through like the really hard things and it was like your time to be like restored to mm-hmm. that position yeah. which yeah is really was really like really cool to watch. I don't know because I just feel like that's such a calling for you and and to to like have having had that like torn away from you in a way and then yeah. like kind of right. like given back with you oh know. that yeah that was such an amazing that was. restorative thing from like the father that was like a miraculous story even how that all came full mm-hmm. circle and it was so honoring it was amazing yeah yeah it was like it was a really sweet moment in life but to see that come so full cool. circle and and to do that to do that again was awesome yeah yeah, so yeah it was cool. really special any yeah. final thoughts guys <laughs> you've you've born your so born you've born yeah. your souls bared i know it's born. like a super yeah. long podcast <laughs> i would just say you know like um don't be afraid to connect even if it's with us any one of the four of us or mm-hmm. whoever, someone you trust, you know, with with things that, that you that you want to disclose or be free of or repent for. Because there is hope on the other side of of allowing yourself to be fully known by those who 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 deserve and want to know mm-hmm. you for all of who you are. Like every nook and cranny. Um, do it. It's hard. It's not, yeah. it's, it's not easy. And so it's not like a, I don't, you know, it's definitely not all, all roses or whatever. There's, there's hard things and there could be consequence, but there also is nothing comparable to the feeling of, of freedom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's good, saying. honey. Coming from the OG naked and known mm-hmm. <laughs> w- one year. It's yeah, right. Oh yeah! One year. <gasps> yeah. Oh yeah! Into this. Happy wow. anniversary! Happy wow. anniversary <laughs> this month! Woohoo! That's pretty cool. Yeah. See, the Lord is doing something in it. That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks so much for sharing, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Love you too. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, leave us a review and click subscribe.